Welcome to the Midlife Crisis Podcast, originally recorded on Anchor.fm. And attached to the podcast is a link that will take you over to my website, where you can purchase, download, and print your Love and Compatibility Synastry Report or your Natal Chart Report. Also on our podcast, I'm sorry, also on the website is a free 2022 ephemeris calendar that you can download and print at your leisure. And what the ephemeris calendar does, for those who don't know, excuse me, it talks about the astrological aspects, new moons, full moons, and eclipses. Also on my website is a very short millionaire cryptocurrency ebook. I want to thank those of you who have purchased it. You are very smart. There's also a tutorial that will show you how to swap one cryptocurrency for the other, as there are two cryptocurrencies in the ebook that is guaranteed to get you some big bucks. So make sure um, you get that tutorial when you purchase the ebook because you're going to need it. In my tutorial, I'll show you how to do that um, with low gas fees. Okay? That means if you want to take $100 to purchase one of the cryptocurrencies, you can get that for $5 or less instead of using $75 out of your $100, right? Because after you do that, you'll only have $25 left to purchase the cryptocurrency. So $75, 75 of your dollars is going in someone else's pocket. All right. So I woke up this morning feeling like a million bucks. I thank God for the day. I opened up my curtains and blinds. And the sun looked absolutely amazing. It's fairly early in the morning. It's sunrise, actually. And I was thinking about the dream that I had, going over that, and thinking about yesterday, some things that I had heard. And you know what Chiron does. Chiron causes you to have some memories of your childhood. It causes you to remember things of the past, like a flashback. And for because of the alignments, let me say that, I'm having these flashbacks. And I'm supposed to be journaling about them, but I'm thinking them through instead. So for those of you who listen to my podcast, and I know who you are because I can see the age bracket, uh, states and countries. I know there are some of you who are in your 20s, mid to late 20s. So I had this memory that just came from out of nowhere. 
seemingly nowhere. And I want to share this with you. I remember dating a guy for five years. And I didn't even realize five years had went by. But one day, I said to myself, we don't even live together. All this time, we don't even live together. There had never been talks of marriage or anything like that. Come to think about it. And he would do things. Well, he would take trips during the summer. And I wouldn't even know about it until he was there. Planned it and everything. I was saying to him, well, why the hell didn't you tell me about it? You knew you planned it. You knew you booked your flights and all of that. Like you knew that. Why didn't you mention it to me? And that made me think that there was another woman. And that made me think he was taking that woman and her children on trips. So I sat and I thought about it. And I spent some time thinking about it, going over everything, like the, the entire relationship was going over it in my mind. And so I, I had a conversation with him and I said to him, do you even want to be married? He said, no, I don't believe in marriage, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to live with a woman? No. I remember when I lived with a woman, she put me out and I had to live in my car for two months and still work. Then I got my apartment. I don't want to give up my apartment. I don't want that to happen to me again. And so I said to him, well, we're going to have to break up because at this point, I'm looking to live with someone and to be married. And if that's not what you want, I can't make you do anything. And he said, okay and went on about his business. He never fought for the relationship or anything. And I realized that was because he felt like it was too, being with me like that would be too much of a headache for him. And that broke my heart. Because it felt like I knew him all that time, but he didn't think that I was worthy enough. And that took a toll on my self-confidence and my self-esteem. And I'm going to say about a year later, he posted some pictures up on Facebook and he was married. Not only was he married, but he bought the woman a house. He lived with her and he bought her a BMW truck. That really set me off. But it was then that I learned that men will say that they don't want to be married, but really they don't want to marry you. It's just that particular man don't find you in specific to be worthy enough to marry them. That's the truth. From your auntie, straight no chaser.
And then time went by. And the same guy was reaching out to me. And I couldn't figure out what the hell was he reaching out to me for. Because you made your choice. And I'm crystal clear on where I stood and what your choice was. So if we're on two different pages, why the fuck are you reaching out to me? I ignored him. Didn't hear anything from him after that. Maybe about a year ago, I was in Family Dollar and I bumped into him. And at that point, I had been avoiding him because I was seeing him in my neighborhood and I didn't want him saying anything to me. Now, I didn't have those old feelings come rushing back to me. That's, that didn't happen. But I also knew the things that I remembered. And I remembered how I didn't see the little subtle things that he was doing to push me in the direction that he wanted me to be in at his convenience. And I didn't understand why he wanted to be all in my business, all in my life, all in my finances, but a lot of his life was a secret. It was private. It wasn't until I got into astrology and I started learning about Scorpios that I learned Scorpios like to be all up in everybody else's business, but their shit is private, and I don't like that. And so it causes me to not trust Scorpios because a lot of the things that they do is very subtle. Sometimes it's very direct and in your face. And so I always have to keep my eyes on the conversation topics with a Scorpio because I know that they'll replay the last conversation in their mind, they'll find something, and then they'll come back asking questions about something that they couldn't figure out. But they don't want to say why they're being so nosy. That's a secret too. And so I don't feel like a, a experiencing a battle of the wills between me and a Scorpio or me and a nosy person. So when I saw my ex, uh, I was avoiding him previously. I saw him. I just didn't want to be bothered with his Scorpionic energy. But then I went to a, a little store that's, you know, by my home and he was in there and I could not avoid, we were face to face, I could not avoid him. I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head to get away from him or anything like that. So I had no other choice but to say hi. And he was on the phone, he was talking and he said, oh, I just bumped into my ex, let me give you a call back. We stood there and talked for a minute. He told me how he went through a divorce and how he got dragged in court behind his divorce. And y'all, to be honest with you, in my heart, I was saying, good for you. I'm glad she did what she did. That's, that's my way of getting my shit off on you. Good for you. 
then I was telling him how successful my son was. And the tone of his voice was one of shock and awe. And I was a bit offended, y'all. Because I said to myself, if you seen that I was a single mother for five years and you thought that something was wrong, why didn't you step in? But see, you didn't step in because you didn't want to be bothered. You didn't want to. He was one of those guys that would not marry a single mother. You hear me, ladies in your 20s that's listening to my podcast? He was one of them guys that would not marry a single mother. He himself had two children by two different women. But he didn't want to marry a woman that already had one child. He was okay with having sex with a single mother. But he had already knew that he would never marry a single mother. He was one of the men that would not adopt a child that's not biologically his. There are men on this planet who will have sex with a single mother. Some of them will take it far and will move in with that woman and still wouldn't be a parent to that child that's not biologically his. They make this excuse and say, oh, it's because I can't discipline the child. Why is your first thought about discipline, period? Why isn't your first thought teaching, guiding, loving, showing love, expressing love, teaching a child what love looks like and what it feels like? Why isn't that your first thought? See, the problem is... They use this excuse to say, I don't want to discipline the child because the mother going to do this and then I'm going to have to deal with the father and I don't want to go to jail. You already knew the father wasn't around. That's why you moved in. Stop playing. Men can't take knowing that there's another man having sex with the woman that they're having sex with. So you wouldn't have never moved in if you knew that the father was in the picture. Stop playing. So they make this excuse, but really what they're saying is, I'm just not taking care of a child that's not mine. And to be quite frank with y'all, there's men that don't even take care of their own kids. So when they say that they're not going to take care of a child that's not theirs, you need to look into whether he even take care of his own kids. When was the last time you saw your kid? What's your child's favorite food to eat? What size clothes do your child wear? What size sneakers do your child wear? What's going on with your child's report card? When was the last time you was at the child's school for the teacher-parent conference? What's the teacher's name? 
very basic questions they don't know. Are y'all listening to me, you ladies that are in your 20s, listening to my podcast? And so with my ex, I felt like he wasted five years of my life. But at the same time, I'm held accountable for that to a degree. I can't blame myself for not seeing something that I didn't see. But at the same time, I should have been paying attention from the beginning. And when I tell you we had fun, we had fun. Our relationship was a lot of fun. So after I bumped into him, and he offended me with his fucking tone of voice, said to myself, this guy will come around thinking he could do what he previously did now that he's divorced. And now he really going to tell me that he don't want to get married now. I went on Facebook. Found his wife. And I saw that she didn't have any previous children. Her one and only child was by him. It was okay for him to have two baby mamas, but it wasn't okay for the woman that he married to have any children at all. She was supposed to look past that, but he couldn't, and I'm quite sure she didn't even know. Scorpio. That's what they do. The secrets that they keep you will wanna know. Kinda like Capricorn. The secrets that Capricorns keep, it's like dinosaur fossils in a closet. Especially someone that got a Capricorn stellium. Those dinosaur fossils be something else. It'll make you not want to speak to the person at all whatsoever. They can't even qualify to be your acquaintance. Because you would say, damn, you that foul? You, not, you don't have no boundaries? You really that shysty? Damn. Did you come from the, the bloodline of Hitler or something? Mussolini? The devil? No, you, you're the seed of Satan. That's what it is. You too good to come from the bloodline of Mussolini or, or Bin Laden or one of them. No, no. you the seed of Satan. So, the number that I had at that time, my ex has sent me a text. I responded to him hours later and told him I'll get back to him. And when I got back to him, it was the next day. He said, damn, that was a long time. Yeah, I'm not fucking with you. I already know why you're around and it's not going to happen. 
don't even stand in front of my building. I'll pepper spray you right in your fucking eyeballs. Get the fuck out of here. And when he sent that, I never replied to his text. And I never heard from him again. Because let me tell you, the way I'd have been going off. I'd have been going all the way off because you intentionally want to come around and, and waste my time. It's intentional. Meanwhile, you realize that it sucks to wake up every morning alone and you go and live with somebody else. But see, I learned something about Scorpios. If you're a Gemini sun or Gemini rising, you can think faster than them and you can outsmart them. And by the time you get done, they won't even realize it till days later. And that's what they don't like about Gemini Sun and Gemini Rising. They don't have the upper hand. You can run circles around a Scorpio. Circles. They don't like Gemini. So that came to my mind. Y'all know how I gotta have my water or my coffee. Hmm. Ain't no more water. <laughs> Cup of water in the morning wakes up the melanin in your skin. And just to be clear, everyone has a degree of melanin, just to be clear. So I had that thought. Then it moved on to Pluto, where people are jealous of you. Pluto is where people are jealous of you. It's the type of people that you attract. And it all boils down to the sign that your Pluto is in and the house that your Pluto is in. So let me give you an example. My Pluto is in my fifth house. Babies, children are attracted to me. They like me. It's my energy that they like. They're drawn to me. It's like a magnetic pole. And that's Pluto. It's a magnetic pole. But at the same time, it will shine some light on the areas of you that people want to control and overpower. Pluto is also about power. Power over someone else, power and control over the situation. Coming out on top leaving the other person with the short end of the stick. So though children like me, 
they also try to test my gangster. They do. Then you hear some people that say, oh, such a good child, never had a problem, not ever, not at all, ever. That may very well be true. But if you're like me and you got Pluto in the fifth house, you know what I mean when I say children try to test your gangster. Pluto in the fifth house, for me, it's also about dating. Because not only the fifth house is about children, because it's ruled by Leo, it's also about dating. It's about entertainment, fun, excitement. So when it comes to dating, I've, I've noticed that they are, there are people who try to have power over me by taking advantage of what they think I don't know. And they base that off of, again, a previous conversation I was had. Some people will think while the conversation is happening. But for those questions that they can't have answered right then and there, they go and they think about it and they replay it and they find what they think is a a blind spot or a weak spot and they come around. They try to take advantage of that. Also, I've come to notice that I attract a lot of guys that They're intimidated by my accomplishments. And they think that I'll discover their flaw and I'll leave them. They think that I shouldn't be with them because they're less than. And I should be with somebody else. Then there are some who will think she should be with me. She should be with somebody else. But since she don't know, I'm going to take this opportunity and run with it. This is the only time I would ever get a female like that in my life. I would never bag somebody like her. And then I'll try to hide that they come up short in some area to some degree. So for you ones that are in your 20s and you're listening to this podcast, I want to give you a bit of advice. This is from auntie. I'm telling you the things that your grandmother, your mother, and your own aunties wouldn't tell you. Older women wouldn't say this at all. And they wouldn't say it to you because they want to keep you down. Remember, there's competition. And the competition is over a man. Plenty of pieces of shit in the world but they want to compete with you. And they want to keep you down. If they can waste your time, waste your, your 20s, keep you blind, 
That's exactly what older women will do. Your own mother will do it to you. That's why she don't teach you how to be a wife, uh, or how to get a husband, how to be a woman. Because her single self don't want you to marry before her. And she damn sure don't want you to get a better man than her. So though it's over a man, it's about the qualities of that man. You heard me? The competition between older men, older women, excuse me, and younger women is about the quality of a man. What would cause women to stop competing with you is the money and the man. If you have more money or your man has more money than her man, I assure you, the competition will stop. They will keep quiet, tuck their tails in between their legs, and they will run. They'll scurry off. I assure you. It ain't about the looks of the man. It's the status of the man. It's the level of intelligence of the man. Older women know that love and physical attraction grows over time. They know in order for women to be to marry, uh, 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 he could be blue collar, he could be white collar. There's plenty of blue collar men that make eighty thousand a year, as an example. Plenty. There's plenty of blue-collar men that get into real estate. There's one man, Grant Cardone. If you've heard his story, you know what I'm talking about. For those of you that don't know his story, follow him over on Instagram. His name is Grant Cardone. D-O-N-E. Started off with nothing. He's a foreigner to the United States. Came into the United States, discovered real estate. Worked it over a course of time. Now he's a multimillionaire. Blue collar guy. Never discredit a blue collar man. Older women know that. So he may not be physically attractive, but he can produce, provide, and protect. Older women know those are the most important things. You want to vet a man for his ability to do those things, his decision-making skills, and his judgment. You want to vet a man for lifestyle compatibility. That is very important. Because if he's someone that's constantly active and he's an extrovert and you're more of a homebody who's an introvert, the lifestyle compatibility is not going to work. 
if this is somebody who loves history and art and music and all these things and metaphysics and quantum engineering and all these things and you're like <clears throat> five times five is 25 it's not going to work lifestyle compatibility is important don't say that you you know are an active person and you know that you're a homebody don't say that don't say you work out and you know you don't even do yoga and don't think that you have to go to the gym to display that you try to keep up with your health. Because walking, bike riding, roller skating, uh, indoor rock climbing, swimming lessons, these type of things will also help you uh, keep the weight off or just have stamina. Lizzo said she exercises not because she wants to lose weight, but so that she can have stamina during her performances on stage. You'll definitely need your stamina for sex. So you definitely want to do something. And if you're chasing around children, I think... I think that's all the stamina you need. <laughs> Can you imagine chasing a three-year-old in the park? Them little suckers, they quick, boy, they quick. Oh, they quick. Older women will not tell younger women. Don't waste your time on somebody that does not have the same goals as, as you do. Now, how you know if a man wants to be married or not? i tell you how you know. Give him 48 hours to say it. If he don't say it within 48 hours, he's just not thinking about that with you. Don't be mad. Don't be offended. Don't be rejected. Don't feel hurt. Don't do anything like that. There's no reason to. You're not attracted to everybody. I'm quite sure you've had an experience where it was this guy. He was a good guy. And he was trying to get you to see that he was a good man. And that he wanted to be loyal and commit and be faithful and get married and have the family and all that stuff. But you wasn't attracted to him. And so you ghosted him. He couldn't do anything or say anything to make you see it. You weren't attracted to him, and that's that. So the same thing applies to men. Give them that same grace. He's not a, uh, uh, interested in doing anything more than you know, a little humping every now and then with you, and that's fine. There's nothing that you can say or do to make him see it. Don't even waste your time. Men who are intentional about love and marriage, they'll say so. Another thing is when you go out on a date with a man who is intentional, he's going to question you. 
Never say you know something that you don't know. Don't fake it till you make it. Don't lie. Because when you lie, you forget the lie that you're telling. He's going to automatically know that you're lying anyway. If you've never been to Greece, just say, would you like to take me to Greece? I would love to see Greece. I would love to see the culture in Greece. They're going to ask you questions. And if they see that you're lying during dinner, then right then and there, they won't trust you. It's not that they have trust issues. They just won't trust you. So don't say anything that you know is not true. Don't bother. Me, I tell people, I, when I meet a man and he say, do you go to the gym? I say, the gym is not for me. I know that. I went once and I didn't like it. So I got some hobbies, bike riding, roller skating. It's a place not too far for me to have Zumba classes. Pay as you go. I may go there. Depends on my schedule. But to the gym, to lift weights, no. I don't like it. And all these things is true. And you know what's interesting? They say, you roller skate? Most older people don't roller skate. They're too scared to fall and break a hip or a kneecap or something like that. Not me. Some people will ride bikes. Now, my bike is pretty. And I mentioned my bike before, before all of the new listeners. My bike is pink. As a basket on the front, got a little bell, bing, bing, bing. I'm not a cyclist. When I ride my bike, that's for the stamina of my legs, for my waistline, and for my stomach, my abs. That's why I ride my bike. And I'm not cycling nowhere. I ain't even lying to you. But when I say to them, yes, I roller skate. Come roller skating with me. No, I don't know. Pick up some roller skate, y'all. Start off in your house. Go to the front of your house. If you got a little parking lot near where you live, practice there. Start off with some roller skates. Great time to practice is when the weather is warm. It's the only time you really should practice. And one person say, oh, can you roller skate on grass? This is a non-roller skater. And I was surprised they asked me such a dumb fucking question. What you, so you looking for some cushion for when you fall? You expecting to fall? You must have bad coordination if you're expecting to fall. I don't think the grass is going to cushion that fall. You ones that's in your 20s, that's listening to my podcast, Auntie is talking to you. There are men who will not marry a single mother, but they'll have sex with you and they'll live with you. They'll even spend your money knowing that you have a mouth to feed as a single mother. (laughs) 
Know that love and attraction grows over a time. So if a man can produce, provide, and protect for you, you're compatible, give that man a chance. Ask him if he's willing to adopt your child as his own. Take the father to court for him to surrender his parental rights. And tell him if he does that, he won't have to pay child support. That'll motivate him into court, sadly, but it'll work. Now, do expect once that child turns into a teenager, that child is going to want to know where the father is at. No shade to the man that adopted him, but he's going to want to know the father's side of the family. Give the child the information and never speak badly of the father of your child or children. Not to them. Be truthful about what it is that you do and don't do. And don't be afraid of opening up your mouth and asking for what you want. Ask for what you want. Don't go around in circles, go around the block in the world in 180 days trying to figure out a different way to do the same thing. You could cut all of that time in half and just simply stand where you are and ask for what you want. You're either going to get a yes or you're going to get a no. Because you could go around the world and back in 180 days and the person will tell you no, regardless. So you might as well just save the time from the beginning <laughs> to just get the no right then and there. Because then they're going to look at you and say, why the hell she do all of that? If she would have just asked from the beginning, I would have said no. She wouldn't have to. Why she do all of that? Or if she just would have just did this. From the beginning, I would have told her yes. Why she do all of that? Then he's going to look at you like you're weird, but he's still going to have sex with you. He's not going to tell you he thinks that you're weird. But that definitely, if he thinks that you're weird, that's going to decrease your chances of being married to him. Now, how a man feels about you and what a man thinks about you needs to be in alignment with each other. Those are two completely different things for men. For women, it's one and the same. Men, it's two different things. So you need to be mindful of what it is that you're saying. Because you can make yourself look bad. They'll still have sex with you, but they won't marry you. Never be completely honest. Never be completely honest. Because that can work against you. Never be completely honest. So, with all of that, I think I'll do this in another podcast. I want to give the red flags for where people are jealous of you. I want to get into Pluto, and I want to get into Mars. Do another podcast. Even the guy that you're having sex with can be jealous of you. You wouldn't notice it unless you're paying attention. I don't know why things are so subtle, 
So it wasn't like that 10, 15 years ago. People's jealousy was in your face. Unless you had Neptune in the seventh house, you didn't see it even when it was in your face. So that things are not so black and white for all the people with Neptune in the seventh house. You don't see people and you don't see yourself at that because the seventh house is in opposition to the first house. So let's get into my dream. I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember it, y'all. But I'm going to tell you, I remember the principle of it by the time I woke up. And it was about Pluto going into Aquarius. I've talked about this before. When Pluto goes into Aquarius, things are going to be very different because we're used to Pluto being a Capricorn. And with Pluto and Capricorn, we're seeing a lot of things happening with the government, changes in law, changes in structure, big businesses going out of business, uh, small businesses emerging, power shifting from the government to the people, which is part of why Bitcoin came into existence, because Bitcoin was created for people to have more control over money, which would eliminate banks. If you eliminate banks, you eliminate credit cards, credit card companies. And the Gov didn't want to lose control of that power. And let me insert something right here. So the White House, right, has a professional astrologer that gets paid $300,000 a year. I'm going to say that again. The White House has a professional astrologer that gets paid $300,000 a year. Taxpayers pay that. Okay? I think that we should have access to that uh, astrologer, if you ask me. They should work for the public. Okay? God himself knows what those presidents do with that uh, astrology that they know. Everything that they do is planned. They know when to do it and when not to do it. They know how things are gonna turn out when they do what they do. They already know. Which is why I tell you guys, when it comes to this food shortage, when they officially announce that thing, it really isn't a food shortage. It's just being held back and shipping containers. It's done on purpose. What they want to do is collapse the economy. When they collapse the economy, more trauma is going to happen to the United States. This is where people are going to lose their jobs and their homes and all this other stuff. Poor people are going to be okay. Because poor people has always been poor. Poor middle class people are going to be okay because they remember what it's like to be poor. Middle class and upper middle class are going to have a hard time. Everybody else going up the money ladder are really going to have a hard time. Those are the ones. Upper middle class, 
and the upper class, those are the ones that you're going to see committing suicide. I remember Pluto going into Aquarius. And all of the selfishness, I'm going to speak on a more personal level instead of America's chart. The selfishness that we're going to see and the mental health, because remember Pluto, uh, Aquarius rules Uranus. It's going to be a lot of unstable people. They're going to be more violent people. Depression is going to be at an all-time high. Depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, narcissism, sociopaths, psychopaths. People are not going to have empathy, sympathy, and compassion. We see that now where people struggle. They struggle with empathy. They actually have to teach themselves to be more empathetic. And I had looked into that, and you know, astrologically speaking, and I saw, oh, something that they ha- that particular generation has to learn. They weren't born with empathy. But here's the interesting part. I was reminded of the opposite of Aquarius, which is Leo. Uh, people with Pluto in the fifth house, the fifth house rules Leo. Leo is ruled by the sun. So we're going to have, let me say it this way, Uranus in opposition to the sun. Trials and tribulations on a personal level for everyone. And we currently have, here's the irony, we currently have July 2022, Uranus in opposition to the sun. Now, when we think of an opposition, or you hear the word opposition, think something is suppressed. There is something suppressed. And when something is suppressed, it's like a pot of boiling hot water that has the lid on it, too much pressure, and the top or the lid blows off of the pot. So we're going to have this happening with Pluto and Aquarius, and it's going to last several years. Think Pluto is the slowest moving one. I think it's 14 years. Right? Pluto will be in Aquarius for, I believe, 14 years. Don't quote me on that. So what does all of this mean, Pluto in opposition to the sun? 
this means people are going to be forceful. People are going to be relentless. They're going to be demanding. They're going to be forceful, relentless, and demanding on a personal level. So this year, when you were learning to draw your your lines for boundaries with family and with friends, with the church, with the spiritual community, with men, and even with yourself. Remember, I was talking about boundaries with self, right? Boundaries with self is things that you're going to stop doing or stop overdoing or stop oversharing. These skills that you have learned this year, you're going to need them when Pluto goes into Aquarius. Aquarius people don't give a fuck. And I say that all the time. They'll make a bad thing sound good and it's not right at all whatsoever. People are going to be incredibly... This is like a new level of selfishness that no one has ever experienced before. And it's going to make people say, where did this come from? Why are people like this? Now you're going to have babies born during Pluto in Aquarius. And this has always happened, but this is going to be on another level. Sometimes when people have children, that's your karma. That's your karma. The things that you didn't pay your karmic debt for, is going to come to you through your children. When you have, excuse me, children during Pluto and Aquarius. And there's going to be plenty like that. So with Aquarius, right, being ruled by Uranus. So we're saying Uranus is in opposition to the sun. Uranus has a tendency of triggering change. It You ever heard... Or maybe you've experienced this. There is a type of pain that changes you forever. This is what Uranus does. It triggers this type of change that will change you forever. Internal change will cause external change. This can be a very bumpy ride for you, or it can be as smooth as you as possibly can get it to be. People will experience a change in residence, change in jobs, change in relationships. We're going through that now. The only thing with Uranus is it take you by surprise. You never see it coming. Unless you have an astrologist like me, who you sit and have a one-on-one conversation with. And I can tell you what's going to happen before it even comes. It's in the chart. But Uranus is that all of a sudden and suddenly. You could be right in the middle of something and then it'll be changed. Now, remember I talked about my Uranus being in sextile to my Venus and it was, for me, it was unexpected um, expenses. Venus rules money. It also rules women, rules plans. 
Uranus is that sudden change. When I got to the airport to leave the Virgin Islands, the carry-on bag that I had entered into the islands with, I all of a sudden had to pay $71 for it. Free when leaving the United States, but I had to pay when exiting the Virgin Islands. Unexpected expense. I didn't see that one coming. So you can have a sextile between your Venus and Uranus and you will still have something unexpected happen. Sextiles and and, uh, trines are usually positive. They can be negative as well. I've had oppositions with Jupiter and it turned out really freaking well. But we know oppositions to mean something is suppressed. So whereas I thought that I would have to learn a a valuable lesson or an important lesson about faith or spirituality, my beliefs, morals, moral conduct, wasn't like that at all. It actually activated a spiritual gift that I had. One that was dormant. It reactivated. Right? But with Uranus, things can go either way. It can go either way. Also, I want you to keep in mind that Pluto naturally rules the eighth house. And naturally rules the eighth house. And is co-ruled by Mars. Mars is initiating. It's pioneering. It's leadership. It's inner strength. It's assertion. It's entrepreneurship. It's life insurance. It's the sex drive. Mars rules men. It's competition. It's courage. It's impatient. It's impulsive. That's Mars. So we're going to have the sun in opposition to Uranus, or you could say Uranus in opposition to the sun. It still boils down to the same thing. But the majority of that energy is going to be coming from the eighth house that's ruled by Pluto, co-ruled by Mars. Competition. It's also beginnings and it's also endings. You can have the courage to initiate the change that you know that you should be making. Or you can let it overtake you. I would suggest for you women that find yourself in competition with other women, and, but they're the ones that's initiating it. I would suggest you spend next year ending that shit. 
the perfect time to end a bitch. Okay? Mars being ruled by men. What is the competition about? Men. The quality of a man. What makes the difference between you and them, ladies? The money and the man. End the competition. This is the year of the bride. Make good use of it. The year of the bride ends, December 31st. I assure you it do. Then we have Pluto. Stubborn and relentless, emotional, distrustful, and resilient at the same damn time. So you can be resilient if you want to be. Don't let nobody else break you and shake you. Nobody, this year we're learning that with Pluto, right? That nobody has power over you. You have control over you. And when you're smart and you're paying attention and you have that inner strength, you emotionally detach from situations. Because there's some people who they want to uh, upset your spirit. And they'll come around triggering you on purpose. Using certain words, saying certain phrases that they know is triggering. That's because they want to upset your spirit. But if you emotionally detach yourself, train yourself to keep calm and actively listen to the things that people say. And you use your common sense, your critical thinking skills, your experiences, and you know why a person is saying what they're saying, you get to call it out and you take your power back. No mas. That's Spanish for no more. You're learning to take your power back this year and you're going to need it once Pluto goes into Aquarius next year. The element that rules Aquarius is is fixed air. It's fixed air. That rules the mind. So people are going to be playing a whole lot of mind games. A lot of it. Aquarius is friendly and they're group oriented But they're stubborn, they're unpredictable, and they're detached. Always remember those three key words when you think of Aquarius. Stubborn, unpredictable, and detached. They don't give a fuck. Relationships are going to get real crazy real quick next year Uh, for those of you that are into crystals I would suggest you get some amethyst get you some amethyst if you don't have any get some the bigger the better put them up around your house get some small ones that you could tie it up in your hair put it in your hair however you're going to do it do that get you some uh, um, amethyst bracelets Get you a necklace with a pure amethyst stone on it. You're going to need it. 
that amethyst is going to absorb that negative energy and turn something negative into a positive. Also, Aquarius rules electricity. It rules electricity and it also rules technology. Elect excuse me, electricity, technology, radiology, television, radio, clubs, airplanes. Things gonna get well, these things are gonna get an upgrade. They're gonna get an upgrade. So you see the technology for airplanes and clubs and things of that sort, radiology, things of that sort, they're going to be um, more new age. But at the same time, there's going to be a lot of power outages. So you can expect that professional astrologer in the White House that get paid 300000 a year to already know Pluto's going to go into Aquarius, which rules electricity. You can knock power grids out. It's the perfect time to knock power grids out. Texas, New York, California, the power grid is going to go out. Often. No power grid, no Wi-Fi. Going to see, see things happening in clubs, but it's going to branch off into like the golf clubs, the country clubs, stuff like that. It's going to be a lot of negative things happening in those areas. But we try to, I'm trying to keep this on a more personal level. That's what I want to do. Uh, Pluto in Aquarius also rules independence. For those who are codependent, going to have a very hard time. And how that plays out is going to be contingent upon what house your natal Pluto sits in. So if you have your Pluto, let's say, in the fourth house of family, and you're dependent on your family, you're going to be left high and dry once Pluto goes into Aquarius. And they're going to tell you how they're sick of supporting you and how old you are and how you should be standing on your own two feet. And you're going to blame them and feel some type of way about it. You're going to think that they're trying to ruin your life and every other narcissistic uh, uh, thing that you could think of, because that is narcissistic. You 40 years old and you still at home with auntie? Why? Get the fuck out. You 35 years old with two kids, still at your mama house? Why? Get the fuck out. For those of you that have Pluto... In the seventh house, your house of relationships in opposition to the first house, your relationships is going to be turned upside down. They're going to leave. And the way that they're going to leave, you're not going to see it coming. And the people are going to be so detached. And it's like, what the? F you're going to say to yourself, what the fuck? I thought you cared. It seemed like you didn't give a fuck all this time. You was here. All this time you was my friend. And this whole time you didn't care. All this time we was in a relationship together, all of the sacrifices I've made, all of the things that I've done, and you don't care? It's like you forgot about me. You just go up and leave? 
they're going to up and leave. Because Pluto in Aquarius is teaching independence. For those of you that have Pluto in your eighth house and you have that government assistance stuff going on, that's going to be shaken up for you. You better have your own money. I'm telling you that now. You better have your own money. When you need, really need to be concerned for those houses that I just mentioned, five, seven, and eight, if you're, let's say, for example, your natal Pluto is at five degrees. When transiting Pluto in Aquarius gets it at fourth degree, the fire is going to be at, on your ass. When Pluto in Aquarius reaches that fifth degree, the same degree as your natal Pluto, shaking up, baby. Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. For those of you that have it in a late degree, 21 to 29 degrees, you got a long time for that to happen. You're still going to feel the effects of it from zero degrees all the way up to that 21 degree. But once it gets to 20 degrees, the fire going to be on your ass. And at 21 degrees, you're going to feel a shake and bake, baby. Aquarius also naturally rules the 11th house. And the 11th house is where we get the groups and the organizations and the friends. Well, I call this acquaintances because this isn't the house of real friends. You're going to have some changes happening in your your friendships. And, and that's what we're having now. Which is why we're learning all about relationships, drawing boundaries with friends, uh, cultivating healthy friendships. We're going through that now. Put it into practice now that you have this uh, energetic frequency going on and you'll be better off once that Pluto reached 22 degrees. And I'm just saying that as an example for those that have uh, their Pluto in the 11th house at 22 degrees. Y'all misplace y'all bills. Y'all can't find them. Y'all have a lot of wishful thinking to reality, right? Aquariuses that are listening to this, you have a lot of uh, wishful thinking. There's going to be some people who want to be reality stars. They want to be on TV. They want to be well-known. Because we're talking about um, uh, the sun. And we know that Leo rules the sun. Leo is all about fun and entertainment. Uh, Hollywood. Music. Art. It's also bills. So when we have that Pluto in opposition to the sun. On a personal level. People are going to start feeling like getting out there more and making their uh, fantasies or their wishful thinking a reality. Now, we have that opposition at the same time. Now, let's just say you're 50 years old and you want to be a rapper. Just go sit down somewhere because you're going to get a reality check. 
You should already have the reality check this year. Aquarius people have been learning as I've been watching them throughout the year that they're not as liked as they think that they are. They're wishful thinking. Everybody likes me. No, everybody does not. And that's a bruise to the ego and the pride. Dealing with the sun here. So next year, when we have that Aquarius in opposition to Leo, it's going to be a whole lot of reality checks for Aquarius people. You're too old to be a rapper. Go sit down. So just sit down. Just sit Nobody has ever been 40-year-old rapper and made multi-million dollars in platinum. Nobody. As Aquarius, don't try to make a bad thing sound good and say, oh, you know, it can happen because Leo rules the stage. It's the spotlight. It can happen. No. 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 Y'all misplaced y'all bills, Aquarius people. You need to find them and you need to uh, make sure you uh, take care of your bills. We're going to see Saturn change its signs next year as well. And this is where we get the entrepreneurship from. And more people working from home. And I've said this before and I said it again. If you work someplace, you leave your house and you go to work, you ought to start applying for jobs now where you can work from home. You ought to start now. Because the focus is going to be on jobs that people can work from home. This will help you widen your network, actually. And you'll see how next year. So, with all of that juiciness being said, (laughs) I hope that you have learned much and that you've gained much from this podcast. We're being kind of groomed now for what is to come. We got to take it so that next year it won't be so hard. And more importantly, it won't be so stressful and depressing. Because if you lived in your neighborhood for five years or more, you're definitely used to the neighborhood that you live in. And you don't want this aspect to shake up where you live at. This one girl had been married for 19 years. And with this aspect, she's saying... With the current aspect, with the sun in opposition to Uranus, excuse me, she's saying that it looks like her 19-year marriage is going to end. And she's stressed. She don't know how to be without being in her marriage. It won't be a fun ride. 
there's a yin and a yang to everything, you guys. There's a light and a dark. There's a positive and there's a negative. <clears throat> you want to lessen the negative part as much as you possibly can. And all you have to do is do your spiritual work. That's it. One step at a time, one day at a time, one season as a time at a time. You do something, it will carry you a long way. Because what Uranus also does is it brings rewards. You can suddenly get married. You can suddenly have your dream home. For those who actually want to have children, you couldn't get pregnant for a very long time. Because remember the sun uh, or Leo rules the fifth house, which is children. You can suddenly get pregnant. And what did you do? You followed your north node. You follow the signs that you keep getting over and over again. That's what you did. So when next year come, you get rewarded. You could have been, you know, requesting, a, you know, a spiritual gift and you, you can get that. You can inherit some money. So we're talking about the eighth house here, right? Pluto rules the eighth house. Scorpio rules the eighth house, which is ruled by Pluto and co-ruled by Mars. So we're talking about insurance. We're talking about money, joint resources here. You can be rewarded some money all of a sudden. You come from out of nowhere. Somebody could pass away and leave you their life insurance policy, and their life insurance policy is six figures. You, would, you never knew that. You never knew that you was on a life insurance policy. They could get into a car accident and die, and you inherit a million dollars. You know, I don't wish death on anybody, but let's be realistic. How do you inherit money from a life insurance, right? Make the best of it. That's the point of it all. Okay. All right, I'm going to head out. Make my day do what it do. And I'm going to enjoy my day. I plan on going roller skating. And so there's a place that charge a fee for people to roller skating. You could eat, drink, and be merry. They have, they play music and all sorts of things that they got going on there. And I want to enjoy my day and roller skate. Y'all, I got the whole outfit ready and everything. <laughs> I got this um, bag to hold my roller skates in and everything, y'all. I'm ready to go. All right, don't forget to press the follow button so that every time I do a podcast, you can and will be notified. If you have Pinterest, follow The Caribbean Astrologer over on Pinterest, um, where I talk about planetary aspects and I get straight to the point over on, inch on I was going to say interest, <laughs> over on Pinterest. I have my daily affirmator cards of the day. Try to do them every day. That doesn't always happen, but I try. And they're used as a form of encouragement. Uh, If you don't have Pinterest, just download the app. It's completely free. Create a profile. And follow me over on The Caribbean Astrologer. In the bio, there's a link that will take you over to my website. I am an astrologer. I am also a certified life coach. I am also a licensed and ordained reverend, okay? 
It's the first reverence you heard of that that um, teaches astrology. Wild, right? Well, there's some Bible verses that I definitely could tell you about. I should be doing a Bible study with you guys, okay? I should, but I'm still supposed to be talking to you guys about the four stages of Venus before we get out of this Venus. And Venus is currently in Cancer, and it's a really good time to talk about Venus and Cancer. Ain't it in Cancer? Taurus? Child? Anyway. Yeah, so the link will take you over to my website where you can download and purchase your report or you can print the free 2022 ephemeris calendar. And I also have up there a millionaire ebook and, and a tutorial that'll help you purchase the two of the cryptocurrencies that are in the ebook. Alright, you guys, until next time, shalom.